0: But I'm saying all this to say that, you know, when it, come, when it came down to Erica Mokisa being delivered, I believe that she said, and I don't quite remember how specifically, because I believe she said at first it was her uncle who started praying over her, but I don't remember how she ultimately got delivered. But I do remember her saying that it was right before he was going to marry her and that was going to open a portal through her. So that she could bring unclean spirits into this world. And then she was delivered right before that happened. And I believe that that was, oh, it was Jesus. It was just Jesus. I don't know if anybody's praying over her at that time. But that also is what um, Jesus told me about my sister when I prayed over her that day. He told me that it had to happen that day. Because it was going, a portal was going to be opened through my sister's belly, and her unborn child. Her unborn child was going to be the portal for unclean spirits to come into this world, and that was how my my niece was going to be born into this world. And praise you, Lord Jesus. I thank you, Lord Jesus, that you didn't let that happen. But um. i I just remember what I was talking about before the last episode ended because of a phone call, but what I remember is that um before there was I remember when I first went to go and pray first of all, within the days leading up to that, I remember just praying. I was praying and praying and praying and just praying over and over and over and over again. for months, 24-7 months, I prayed over and over again the Father's Prayer. I never stopped praying. I couldn't do anything without praying all day. I prayed all day, all day. I couldn't stop praying because I was being tortured and tormented. They were trying to kill me. They were trying to steal my body. And they were trying to, you know, um, murder me. Like they tried to, they were trying to get me to sell my soul to the devil. But um, I couldn't do it. I would not. No, nah, I couldn't do it. I would never do that. And God was keeping me. Oh, praise you, Lord Jesus. Because oh, let me tell you how the Lord kept me. I used to be the kind of person that would, you know. Want money and want to be looking good and want to be, you know, very popular. Want to be, you know, all the followers, all the fans, all the money. Everybody worshiping me, and all of this, you know, just feeling like, you know, just I don't, I don't know if I feel like I'm better than you, but everybody feel like I'm better than you, and you gonna say I'm better than you just because of who I am. Like I used to want to be that corny type person, and. I realized, like, wow, that's what it consists of. It really consists of Satan worshiping. And I realized, like, in order to be that person, you really got to be treated like nothing by Satan. He treats you like poo. He really treats you like poo in order for you to be treated like something by man. Because you treated yourself like nothing when you gave your soul over to him to be treated by something by with worthless things and worthless manners. And it's sad because I look at every celebrity and I realize like that's what they going through. What If I would have accepted whatever it was. Honestly, thinking back, I know that the reason why I went through most things I was going through is because I was resisting. But... And if I had re- hadn't resisted, it may have been different. But when I look at that situation, I look at what, would, what it really consists of doing and all, it's not even, it's past the resistance of what I had to go through for resisting. It's about me resisting and everything I had to go through resisting being a lot less than what they actually were going through for not resisting. It was, ooh, it was horrible. I was in hell, except hell, hell is not as bad as you think it's worse. So I think about all the different demons that they get raped by, all of the different uh weird, you know, demons that they get that get placed on them to make them hate themselves and they body to go under a needle. And, you know, it makes them so insecure. They hate themselves. They hate their lives. They wanna be dead, but they're still alive. And I'm not gonna say all of them. Some of them are really like, you know loving it but still like is in order for you to start to love that type of stuff you would have to be very 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 bad off like like you have to be way worse off like I think the people only people who hate their lives is really the ones who have who can't fight who can still fight it other ones who have accepted it they have literally accepted these six situations where demons rape them and their body is not even their own. They have no control over it. It's treated like nothing. Like it's just public property. And, you know, they will have sex with anything. Like past, you know, dogs, creatures, and animals on this planet. Like all kinds of weird demon shaped things in the spirit. It's sick. And all of it is fair game. All of it is fair game for them. Because you know that's what you you belong to Satan, he just he does what he wants, you know with your body and with your soul, and then he tortures your heart because you would think that the sex thing is the worst part about it, no, that's not even the worst part. The worst part is that you know when it comes to your worst fears in life. Anything you've ever feared the most. And don't make up something. Like, I don't fear anything. Nothing scary to me. Satan will find what you fear in your heart. So if you fear not being who you are. Or not being who it is you sold your soul to be. That'll be your torture. Whatever it is that you truly genuinely fear is what he uses. You think that you're getting what it is you sold your soul for. And you find out that you don't even get that. A lot of times, no. What it really is is that. They don't that's those are not even those people. The people who are famous are just demons in their body. When they sold, they sold to the devil. He threw them in a overcrowded cell in hell. And that's where they lay not able to breathe because it's so hot and piled like it's a dog pile. Piled high and no room to move. And suffering, torturing, screaming at the top of their lungs and pain and agonizing torment for the rest of eternity. They're already there, even though their bodies are still here on this earth. Demons walk around in their bodies. They're not even there. That's not even them. So even though you sold your soul for money and fame, you don't even get to live in it. You don't get to spend none of the money. You don't get to enjoy none of the fame. You don't even get your body. And it's sad. So I realized, like, if I ever even would have had even thought about accepting that just to be that, oh, my goodness, like, imagine how I would have got play. Sad. But, um, you know, a form of them is in their bodies. It is a form of them. And it's the worst part of them. Satan takes the worst parts of them, maximizes it, and then tortures that, too. You don't ever escape anything. And I know this because... I was there. I was there fighting my way out. And um, all I know is, you know, they Satan tried to recruit me. So what happened was, um, in the process of all of this, like, I think it was my sister, my brother, brothers. It was my whole family. They tried to sell their souls to the devil. And as... You know, the, as Satan maneuvered, when you sell your soul, you sell your whole family. It's not just you. If you ever try and go get a deal on your own, he's going to evaluate the whole family to make sure it's you he won't. So, and it doesn't matter if you make sure it's you he won't. He gets everybody because of you. So, um, it's messed up because anything you ever have, anything you've ever had belongs to him. That means children and grandparents, mothers, fathers, brothers, sisters, cousins. Don't ever, 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 ever sell your soul to the devil. Even if you don't care about yourself, if you ever care about anybody else, even if you don't care about nobody else or yourself, don't do it. But um, all I know is, you know, the devil, once he once, my, once one of my family members or all of my family members try to sell their soul to him you know he accepted it but did not tell them the full story and the full story is that first of all you have a spiritual gift that's number 1 but he didn't even want it but number 2 well he wants it but it's just it's not what he really wants number 2 there's a demon hunter in the family and Satan when you come to sell your soul to him he wants the person with the best destiny you look up Erica Mukisa and she kinda she attests to this. And I know it's true because it already happened before she even said it. For well, before I found her video of her saying it. And that's when um, you know, he searched the whole family, he goes to find everybody. He already knows by the time you even come to him who it is, but he makes you all find who it is. And the whole family has to find out who it is. When they find out who it is. You know they have to either sacrifice that person, beat that person, or that person beats all of them. And if that person beats all of them, you know, first of all, if that person chooses Satan, he'll just make he'll just put you over everybody. But if you choose, I don't know all the way everything that goes to it. Cause like I said, there's a lot of lying involved because I did not choose Satan. But if you choose God, you have to fight everybody. To stand in the gap, you have to fight everybody who chooses Satan. You have to beat them all, but God gives you the power to do it. Once you beat them all, you know, you pretty much become head of the family. And you decide for your family that y'all can worship God. They don't have no choice after that because Satan can't touch y'all. Or he's going to be inflamed by the Holy Spirit and he's going to have to deal with God. I don't want to say he's going to be he is going to be inflamed by all your spirit, but if Satan comes and trying to touch your family after you've won, he has to deal with God after that. So, until then, you're, you fight him and your whole family in order to get you out of that situation. Your whole family fights you because they want to be with Satan. But in reality, Satan is not showing them the real. And the real is that, the parts of them that want to be with him are the worst parts of themselves. It's the demon, you know, the demon in them is not them. The parts that is real about them, the real parts of them that you're fighting for is locked in a prison cell that he guards himself while you fight for them. And they starve and they thirst and they suffer, you know. Because you choose God, they start, well, not because you choose God, but until you get the monitor, yes, because you choose God, Satan makes them suffer so that he can, you know, pressure you into choosing to give up, let go so that that you don't have to see them suffer. You have to be strong enough to be willing to see them suffer short term so that you don't see them suffer long term, which is for eternity in hell. And then. I remember seeing my family behind Satan just slowly dying, slowly dying, like starving, so thirsty, so like, so like they're starving. They look so bad. I've never seen them look like this in my entire life. And they're all just crying and like, like, I'm sorry. Like, and like, they can't take it back but you know that that's what they have to do they're just dying and then they're just like you know they're ready to eat themselves or each other it's that bad that they they are really ready to eat each other and then there's me and i'm starving and i'm and i'm hungry i'm thirsty and everything even though i have food i have water I have all of this stuff like I'm good I have all that but I would not you know I don't want you know I won't say I would not because like I struggle but like I fight I'm fighting so hard for them that you know I you know I don't really want to I don't really want what it is I have without them I want to be able to give them that but he won't let me feed them he won't let me give them any water I have to watch them starve and die While I fight for their lives. But Jesus is on the right hand side of me. And angels all around me. Holding me up. And keeping me strong. And Jesus stands right there. And he's like it's okay. It's okay. I'm right here. And Satan stands in front of me like. You're not going to win. You're not going to win. What do you think you're doing? You might as well give up. You're watching them die. And. That's when, you know, I realized, like, you know, his face was less confident than the last time I saw him. I had saw him when this stuff first started. All of it first started. Well, the first time God showed me. He has a lot of people's families. But this is specific to my situation because I'm fighting for mines now. There's no telling how long he really had us. And... Um, well, God's always had us though, but, um, as I'm fighting for them, you know, the first time I saw him, he was so confident, it was scary. It's like, I knew I was going to be okay. Cause Jesus is right by my side. But if I looked at his face, he's, he's so confident. Like if you was basing it off of him, you would think you, what chance you even have was the point of even trying. But after the second time I saw him. He was a lot less confident, a lot less, excuse me, a lot less confident, and it made so much sense because after all I had done, first of all, I had gotten my sister and her child completely out of there, and the second time I saw him was after this, and I was fighting for the rest of them. And by this time, he's really, you know, his confidence is going down. You know, his his smirk was so confident before, but it's drooping. It's it's like it's it's falling. His small his smile is falling, and he's not trying to look more confident. He just that's just the level of confidence he is. He's a lot less confident, and um, that's because you know, I'm most likely gonna get them out, and if he. You know, really believed that I wasn't, that I wouldn't, you know, would I even be on a menu right now? Because the people who aren't getting out, you know, he's not even guarding their families. They're just not getting out. And he tortures me daily with the sounds of them suffering. And being tormented and tortured in hell. So that, you know, I'm afraid because he feeds off of my fear. Because I'm afraid to lose them to this situation. But I'm not afraid because I'm confident in God that I won't. When I looked over to Jesus, at first when I saw them and I saw the situation, I just wanted to die. I wanted to fall out and just let go Forever. Like what is the point of trying? But when I saw Jesus to the side of me, he didn't let me jesus he he made his presence felt known it's a warmth it felt like a warm presence he he made me like he noticed it's like light shining from Jesus, so much light and it's so dark there it's so dark there you can barely even see Satan's features, but you do and then um, Jesus makes itself known and Jesus is just like, it's okay. I'm right here with you. Don't You don't have to worry about it. Don't worry about it. Everything's going to be okay, but you have to keep fighting. This is why I'm showing you this. So that was a lot of confirmation for me, but also very much a wake-up call was so scary. Because what I saw in that situation is that what I was doing that was killing me was what was working. But I was ready to give up. And it's sad. But um I don't know. I don't know what happens. I've ne- I haven't heard a story yet of somebody who's lost. Jesus does not lose. Like Jesus says, celebrate now. Because the victory is already won in the Lord. If he told you what's going to happen, that's, going, that's what's going to happen. But he also told me, I'm going to do it. I'm going to have to actually do it. And that's what scares me. Because he said, I've done this already. It's done. And I'm going to do it. Like, I'm going to do it. I've already done it. It's done. And you might sound, say, how does that work? Well, Jesus is not bound by time. So since he already knows what's going to happen, then he already saw this. And so I've already done it. It's done. That being said, you know, how is it possible I can lose? And if it's not possible that I can lose, then why do I even have to try? Well, I'm still trying to figure that out. But the fact of the matter is, is it's, you know, there's different outcomes to different situations. And if I give up, most likely that's probably like I'll lose. Which you'll say, well, then how do you, How can you, how if you give up your lose and you've won already? So that means most likely you probably won't won, So how have he already seen it? Well, that means that I won't. I won't give up. He knows what I'll do. Just like he knew that I would deliver my sister, and I did. Just like he knew that I would choose him, and I did. Just like he knew that I would fight for my family, and I am. So he knows that I'm going to win, and I will. And that's just what it is. I have full confidence in him. But in the meantime, I have to fight the other side of my family. Like, it's not the other side. Like, people that I did not see, it's the other side of them, the bad sides of them, the, most wor- the worst parts of them. Uh, a lot of times, in order for them to even eat or be fed, they have to attack me. And that's the only way Satan will feed them. And, you know, they're attacking me all day, all night. And he still does not barely feed them. Like, he never feeds them. So, you know, I don't know what it was, what they would actually have to be able be able to, I don't know what they would actually have to accomplish in order to be able to eat. I also saw another vision where I was in hell, find my way out. But the only thing after all my hard work had I that I had earned was a pastry and I didn't even want it because God said don't eat that you don't need that from him don't take nothing from him and I thought about it like you know because all I heard was hey you down here anyways and you starving you know somebody else would die for that everybody else is starving and super hungry I'm like it's a refrigerator right here what don't they just eat and then he's go, he laughs and says check it so, I checked the refrigerator and everything is so rotted out and green and molded. Like, it's just destroyed. The refrigerator is disgusting. And I close it like, yuck. And then, all I know is his pastries. Brand new, you know, beautifully done. Like, high quality pastries just appear on the table. And... I'm like, why would I want these pastries? Why would I want anything from you? No, I'm the. in the way he's talking to me. He's like, you might as well take them because you ain't getting out of here. At least you get that. And so I said, no, I'm getting out of here. I don't care what you say. And then that's when he's like, take the pastry. Just eat the pastry. Just eat it. I'm like, no. He's like, do you know what they do for this pastry? I'm like, give it to them. And so, I'm like, it's okay. I don't care if I have to suffer for them to eat. Give them the pastry. And so, that's when my brother comes in, and I say, you know, um, I want to give him the pastry. I say, he says, you can't have the pastry. And I say, yes, he can. You can't tell him what to do. And then, I try to give my brother the pastry, and he gets scared off by Satan, because Satan is like, get out of here, I said. Or something like that like he was he just did something really evil and wicked my brother runs off screaming like scared for his life and he's running all day and all night he never gets to take a break he never gets to stop that's the only time he was able to stop running then Leandria comes in and she's like I'll take it I'm like who wants this pastry because I want somebody to eat just anybody to eat and then that's when Leandria comes in and I give her the pastry and then he's like you better not eat it. You better not take that. And she takes it anyways, like like she's never had a meal a day in her life. And she bites it. And then as soon as she bites it, he dies laughing. Because when she bit it, it turned into poo. And then he laugh, he dies laughing because she just ate poo. And, like, she knows, you know, she knows she ate poo. And so, I feel so bad because I think to myself, like, if it was me, you would have let me eat it. Like, how come I get to eat? You know, and they they only get to eat poo. And if they come and take this off the table, then they are going to be eating poo? He's like, I'll turn it to a bunch of different things. Satan is so messed up. And so... I feel so sad seeing my family like that, running around like that. And then, Leandra, you know, running around like that. Because she couldn't stop running either. She only stopped for that. And then she had to start back running again. And then, I remember, like... I remember, like... Just... Thinking, like... Why is she here? She's a gospel singer. I'm sure she saved a bunch of lots with that song. And he was like, because she sold herself to the devil for a gospel deal, a gospel record deal. And I remember thinking like, wow, like people do that. And then I remember thinking like, that's still not fair. She's still saving lives as we speak. Because I know that song definitely helped me. And he's laughing. He's just laughing. And then I say, after all I've done, after all this praying, after all this worshiping, after all this, you know, I'm doing to try and get my family out, you know, I'm still here. And this is all I get for all of that. And he's just laughing in my face. He's laughing like that's all you get. And I said you're a liar. I'm getting out of here. I don't care what you say. I'm. I'm not saying. I'm not accepting nothing from you because you'll see. I'm getting out of here. And um, he's like, no, you're not. No, you're not. But I know that I am, and I'm calling on God, and God is like, keep fighting. But um. I don't know, because, like, all I know is, like, I woke up and I kept fighting, but this is after I already delivered my sister, and I I remember him saying something like, you know, you gave your life for your sister, and you will be here instead of her. You got to get yourself out and your family out, and that's what it took to get your sister out. Can you do that as many times more as it take to get all your family members out? And I think my I got a family of like eighty. It would take eight doing that eighty different times. Probably like a hundred, maybe even more. I got family that, you know, I want all my family there. This is just my immediate family. That would be like six or seven times, and that feels like more than more than enough to make somebody die here on earth. But um all I know is like I wake up like feeling so discouraged, cause I feel like God. Like, is it really possible for me to lose? Is it really possible for me to go to hell, even though I did all this to, and I chose you no matter what? I never chose him. And God said, everybody who is in hell didn't so, so they soul to the Satan. And that's what I was naive about. I thought that. Well, I ain't gonna say I thought that everybody in hell sold their soul to the Satan. Satan. I know that's not true. I know people go to hell for just being bad people, but you know, I feel like that kind of hell. I don't know what I don't know what what kind of hell. But all I know is that like I didn't feel like I did enough to deserve it. But then I realized like yes, actually I really did. But I just thought that Jesus was more forgiving, especially since I repented and choose him and fight for him every day. I thought I was supposed to go to heaven after that. But. Guess I was wrong because after you after you choose Jesus and you repent, that's just the you know first steps. That's just the beginning of your fight. Um, the only way you actually go to he- heaven or don't go to get yourself out of hell is if you fight your way out. So when you repent to Jesus, you just start fighting. But when you when you're not fighting, you don't repent to Jesus, then you're just not fighting. You just don't have a chance and you're just there forever. It was so sad seeing my family like that. You know, they would just. I remember my family just would. They would just. They were so hungry and so starving that they would do anything for just a bite of a chip, a bite of uh, just. I don't even know, like, an M&M or a Skittle. Just anything. They were starving. They were ready to eat themselves. Like, eat people. Like, it's so bad. Like, if you're even able to eat people, it's a luxury there. Like, literally, the only thing there to eat is, like, feces and, like, bugs and, like, old, disgusting, molded food that you would never be able to really eat. It probably turned to dust in your hands. Like, it's nothing to eat at all. It's nothing. It's no chance. And he just laughs. He laughs so heartily, so happily. He's so happy to see us tormented. He's so happy to see us suffering in hell. He's so happy to win souls. He's so happy. Like, he don't want... He don't... At this point, like, he does want to be like God. He wants people to worship him like God, but... I don't think that that's really the main focus. I say that a lot, but I realize like he don't really care about that. He don't even really care about that, like he do, but he don't. What he really care about is just making people suffer. That's really all he care about. And like all he does is laugh. all, they, all people do in him is laugh and torment you and torture you all day. They all laugh at you. But I think to myself, why are you laughing? You know, when you're being tormented too, and tortured too. But they still laugh while they being tormented and tortured because that's all they can do. That's really all they can do is laugh. I can't even imagine it make them feel better. It's just... It's sick, but um what's also so sad is that you know there's so much there's 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 so much. like so much to do still even after all I've done and I don't know a lot of things just don't make sense or add up a lot of things are just you know a little bit confusing I guess when you don't want to accept the truth but in reality it's like you know I don't know I don't want to lie but it feel like a lot of this stuff is in place to scare you But I don't want to say that because I don't want want to feed into this life saying, trying to tell people to keep them, you know, from worshiping God and doing what's necessary and taking this serious so they can stay out of hell. Because as long as he gets you to believe that all of this is just a scare tactic, then you'll be in hell. Thinking you don't have to do nothing. And the thing about it is, you know, what it seems like is, This whole time I have to fight in order to keep out of hell and stuff. But, you know, what about the people who are dying and going to heaven? Like, they're dying and going to heaven. Like, God is merciful and gracious to certain people. I don't know their lives. They could be way better people than me. Most likely is. But, um... If they were still alive, would they be fighting their way out of hell? I mean, yeah, because you fight your way out of hell every single day. But a lot of times, like, what about all these visions I've seen myself in heaven? What about all these visions where Well, I had a vision of judgment? Where, you know, I had a trial in heaven. And God, you know, cast judgment on me. Like, and he saved me. But I don't know if he saved me from hell. Because now that I think back on it, I really feel like, you know, maybe he saved me from a worse hell. He didn't save me all the way from hell. Because if he was really casting judgment to keep me out of hell, then why am I still in it? But maybe that's to fight my family out. I don't know. Satan was trying to give me the worst hell possible. But God was like, no. He didn't let me. He showed mercy on me. And I think I remember him saying, oh, no, you're still going. But just not to that hell that he was trying to put you in. And that was still, you know... That was still merciful. I remember cussing God out. I was talking to him so crazy. I remember thinking like for a second, he got so offended. Only a half a second, not even much. I don't even know if that was real. And Then I remember seeing him and saying to myself, why is he not offended by nothing I'm saying? I was trying my hardest to offend him. And God was just unmoved. He did not, like, his face expression didn't change at all. He just looked at me. Not in a dumbfounded way. He just said, like, you know, nothing you say or do matters. Well, it matters. I don't know. I can't explain it. It was a sure way. He was short. And then I remember thinking, like, why is nothing I'm saying or doing offend him at all? And I was trying my hardest to offend him. And I should have been able to. It felt like. This is offensive stuff I'm saying. And then I remember him saying, he asked me questions every time he used to ask me something I just I just darted out. I just I just yelled out like the most offensive thing I could ever say back to him, trying to hurt him. And he was like, It's okay. You don't know what you don't. You don't know. It's like first he started to get mad. I said something really crazy to him. He was about to and the angel, the angel got offended. The angel was like, had took out their spirit and was about to just kill me. He was like, "Uh uh-uh, you're not about to disrespect my father like that. And was about to kill me. And God was like, oh, no, it's okay. He's like, it's okay, because I know you don't know what you're doing. I know you don't know what you're saying right now. I know you don't know. That's why it's okay, because I know you don't know. And you should have seen God's face, because God's face was like, okay. Like, oh, brother. Like not this, but that's because Satan was using me to um yell at God, and he was he was using me to cuss God out, and then I remember Jesus looked at me immediately with a look, and he looked at me like, um, huh and then jesus immediately he um he said, "I know that you Satan." And then I think he said, come out of her. And then like he looked at me like he recognized me. Then he said, come out of her. And then Satan had to come out of me. And then he, you know, then the angels were protecting me. So Satan couldn't like get back in me. And then that's when the trial started and Satan was sitting next to me. And I was like, where did he come from? And then because I didn't hear to come out of her. I just, you know, I felt like me. And I like, and then I did, I was. It was still like a restraint on me. I was still had to be restrained because I still was all the way myself. I still didn't always know what was going on, and I was still acting a little crazy. So it was restraining me. Only reason I, said I was acting a little crazy because Satan had demons on me, or it was him? It was him, I think, possessing me, so that I could do his dirty work. But then. You know, Jesus woke me up. And I remember then I was present for the trial. And then once like I woke up, God made it clear to me. Once it was me, he set me straight and he was like, yeah, so I know that wasn't you. And here are the rules. You don't speak unless you want to get your time to speak. Otherwise, don't talk. And I was about to get bold again and God was like this is you now and I know that so there will be consequences if you if you otherwise disrespect my court so that's not pretty much that's not specifically what he said, that's pretty much what he said I'm paraphrasing and then that's when um I was like um understood <laughs> he's like understood I understood and I didn't say a word that like I really was scared straight after that like I couldn't like I knew better than to talk to God like that and then that's when um that's when uh the trial started and I and Satan was like making all these accusations against me yelling at me screaming at me accusing me and God was like um God said, "He, the angels defended me. They witnessed for me. They was witnesses on my behalf. Jesus was my lawyer. God was my judge." And I started saying, "He's lying. He's lying. Like that's not true. Like he's making stuff up." And God was like, "Silence." He, he I don't know if he said silence, but he's like, "Be quiet." Because it was my turn to talk, yet he's like, "It's okay, you don't need to say that." I know that he's lying, you know. He don't worry. I'm gonna cast a ju- a just judgment, and he was right because when Satan got done talking, well, God told him to be quiet too. God was like, "Be quiet, like stop talking." When Satan started getting overboard, and Satan shut up, like quickly. It's funny because any other time he was talking. And that's when um, God is just like, you, this is what you did do. I know what you did do. And then the angels are witnessing on my behalf. Yes, because this. Yes, because that. And, you know, pretty much just, you know, saying everything that I wish I could say. And even stuff I didn't know that he was doing i wasn't even aware of that satan was doing and moving in my life in order to make stuff happen like a lot of different times i even blame myself and it was really him wow that's you will be wait till you get to your trial you're gonna be amazed how many things you thought that made you blame yourself and made you look at yourself different for so many years and it was satan who did it like if you got a flaw or you think it's a flaw and you've been you've been really hard on yourself causing yourself to, you know, not embrace who you are, love yourself for your whole life, you find out it's Satan. Oh, my goodness, you going to be so devastated. But um, all I know is, like, you know, that God defended me, the angels defended me, and then Jesus, he's like, and is there anything you want to say? And so I remember wanting to say so much. and <laughs> It's so funny how I started talking like a little kid. I'm like, well, what I was trying to say was, you know, he did this. And then I didn't even really do that. And that wasn't even really me. And such and such and such. And I didn't mean to do this and such and such. And then God is like, you know, wow. (laughs) I remember God looking at me like, wow, y'all really, y'all English. Like, y'all, y'all really cannot talk. He was like, Jesus, help her. And so Jesus is like already on it. And then that's when Jesus jumps inside of me in my heart, in my, in my body. And then he speaks from my heart and he's, the words are so amazing. The words in heaven are so amazing. And he tells God exactly what I was trying to say. And God is like, okay, petition granted. But he's like, and I already knew that. I just care about how you feel. Just so you know, I already know that. And I'm, he's like, and I want you to know that this doesn't change my judgment. It doesn't change what I already, you know, what I've already said is going to happen. That's what it is because, you know, to be clear, he I'm not going to lie. He said it. You don't run nothing in this court. And for two, my judgment was already just and perfect before you said anything. But that doesn't mean I don't care what you think. So he told me, you know that he granted my petition. I thought that was very generous of him. It was very generous of him to even care or anything I thought when his judgment was already just and perfect. And he said, do you agree? He asked me that I agreed that his judgment was just and perfect. I said, absolutely. Because at that point, I was already getting over. Like, not only was his judgment just and perfect, it was so merciful and gracious. Like, he was already giving me way more than I deserve, way more. At this point, you want to hide your face and not exist because you don't, like, you know better didn't say anything about like god know what he's doing for you so you like okay that's that's a blessing but i do remember after jesus spoke to my heart i was like wow like i really wish i could talk like that all the time I, and he's like that's heaven language i don't even have that there on earth it was like one word explaining a whole everything like one word could explain an whole, and whole entire testimony, like this, all this time I spent talking would have been one word, and um, it's deeper than that, it even explained on such a level where it's like, it's different feelings, there's different things that we aren't able to even, you know, I want to say explain or experience, like we don't have them, and they're able to create them you have them in heaven not create them you have them in heaven and there's words for them but um it's the reason why we probably don't have it here is because of sin because these are great feelings but also at the same time you know there's words that we don't have here for bad feelings too but um I remember having to go. He's like, all right, it's time for you to go now. And this is a trial. This is when you, like, on trial for the rest of your life. Like, no, this is this is for the rest of eternity, past life. Life is short. This is when you're on trial for, like, eternity and, like, the whole time. Like, literally, you are sweating. You are anxious, worrying. He's, well, he's making sure you're not anxious and worrying. Jesus made sure of that. But it's very high, like, it's like a, it's, it's very like, I don't want to say risky, but all I know is like, you don't, what's the word I'm looking for? Anxious, but you're not anxious in heaven. You don't know what's going to happen. So it's that feeling. And um, then all I know is, um. then all I know after that. He's like, you got to go now. And I was like, no, I don't want to go. And it's funny how I never wanted to go. But the whole time, I was super scared what was going to happen. And who would want to stay in that situation? But that should tell you everything you need to know. Like, even in a trial for eternity, where it's like super, where you're getting, like, you have to hear everything you did wrong. And, you know, you getting, you know, judged whether you go to hell or not. It's super high risk. You don't know what's going to happen. Your heart is racing because, you know, you're wrong. And you really probably deserve hell. After everything that they didn't put up their own trial, um, and then you know you get your judgment and it's way more graceful, way more merciful than you ever would have deserved or expected. And then he's like you, like at this point, like your nerves are really, really, really bad, whether or not because you're in heaven, but they otherwise would have been, and you don't even want to leave you won't even want to leave like you'd rather stay there in that situation with those feelings forever than ever go back on earth let alone hell so i just i just think you know i don't think it's funny at all but i think that the way he was acting was very absurd like it makes absolutely no sense it does not to me it's i don't like i know that god says does not do not even Accuse Satan of blasphemous judgment. Just say the Lord rebuke you. I'll just say that. The Lord rebuke you. The Lord rebuke Satan. That's it. Like, what he was saying was too much. But, um, when I got back, Jesus was still with me. And I remember... Waking up from the vision and I remember thinking, I was going I'm gonna remember everything you said. Everything you said. And I I could remember everything he said, word for word, and was gonna remember it for the rest of my life. Like so I could write it down somewhere. And then as soon as I woke up, you know, I laid my head back down and go to sleep. And I woke back up and Jesus is like, You don't remember nothing you said. And I was like, Oh, wait, I don't, I have forgot everything he said and it was, it was mad. I was upset because I tried so hard to remember. But, um, it's funny because as soon as he sent me back, I remembered everything. I had it. It's like a, I had everything. But then soon as I woke up, all of it was gone. But he said, it's okay because one day you're going to be back up there. And you're going to be able to, oh, that's what, there's my confirmation. I am going to heaven, but I pretty much going to say that anyways. After everything, I think that God said, I'm still going to heaven. He forgive me. He's, oh, actually, what am I talking about? I forgot this part. God said, I am found blameless. I'm found blameless in a court of God's law. So anybody who ever tried to judge me. Or cast judgments, or me, or blame me, or accuse me. I am forgiven. Not only am I forgiven, I'm found blameless. How dare you? Because even the the only just judge, that the best judge, the only judge who have ever existed, cast that judgment. Who are you to judge? And I'm I'm so blessed to be able to say that here on earth, because they even told me that most people don't live to see that. Like. After you see that, that's the last thing you see before like you don't you don't get to live to tell about that or talk about that. That was a blessing and a definitely a bonus but um jesus is awesome Jesus is so awesome he really is. The only thing I don't understand about it, though, how I can know whether I'm going to heaven or hell or not before I die. Because do that mean we about to die soon? Or, you know, I can't do nothing wrong from this point. I could do whatever I want and I still won't go to hell. Because can that judgment change? Does does God Judge you more than once, no, even the Bible says we all get one trial. no I don't know if it says that, but but the Bible does say that it the Bible pretty much says that we only get judged once, and why would God judge you twice? Like why would God judge you twice? Doesn't it make sense that he judge you once? When he knows that you're going to be there soon or when he knows that that's your day. Because it just don't make sense for God to judge me before my time. Unless, you know, because God is so, you know, because God is so amazing and sovereign, he can do that. And that's because He's he knows what's going to happen. He knows who I am. He knows what's going to happen from this moment on. He knows I'm never going to mess that up. He knows how my life is going to pan out after this. He knows what kind of impact that's had on me. And he doesn't even have to violate my free will. My free will still exists. I'm going to use my free will to do what's necessary after that. I'm never going to allow Satan to drag me down to hell with him. And judgment's already cast. which And that's set in stone. That's what that is. I'm going to heaven. And then... I do feel like I remember him saying something like I had something to do. I had to do something though. And then I remember after that. That's when Jesus is like, you're going to heaven. I was like, I'm going to heaven? It was like a Christmas gift. Just like, yeah, you're going. But what's so confusing to me about that is in this trial, in this heavenly trial, which I noticed was God. God was black and Jesus was the white Jesus, we always say. He wasn't white. He was more like Middle Eastern. But um, that's not the Jesus that God showed me to break these veils off my heart and my mind. God was black, though. God ain't never been nothing but black. And every single time I've seen God, he's been black. So I don't know why Jesus was white. Especially if, you know, it's supposed to be said that, you know, Jesus has skin the color of brass and that he looked just like God. So, that almost doesn't make sense to me. But, you know, what does, what kind of makes it make sense to me is that Jesus told me once that he shows up what's most comfortable for us. So he'll show up with what you're used to seeing if it's more comfortable for you. I asked God why he doesn't do that too. And he said, why would I, why would I ever, this is who I am and this is who you want to see. Pretty much he said, what do I look like showing up as somebody else? Like I'm God. So like, if you don't accept it, what do you think, what you think this is? That's God. But, um, another thing, you know, I think that Jesus might have showed up the way he did then because I had yet to complete what I was going to do and he didn't want to ruin that for me. Like that would have ruined what may have happened, what was going to happen. But God showing up as he is, you know, that's constant and never changes and can't ruin. You know, otherwise can't ruin anything. I think if Jesus would have showed up as black then, that would have ruined that the moment when I realized he's black. So moving forward, I realized Jesus was black and That changed my whole life. It changed everything. I still know that these things happen. And these things are true. And that I did. That was the real Jesus. I still know that. But. I know that. That doesn't change the fact that. The real Jesus is black. And. We are the true Hebrew Israelites, and I would have not otherwise known that if it weren't for me keep worshiping God, I can't give up. Because if I had given up right then, if I had let go right then, I would still be believing Jesus is white. But, um... I don't know what happens I really don't know what happens because Jesus is telling me something's gonna happen a whole nother way and the way that trial went it's almost like you know that wasn't even talked about but a lot of things are talked about I don't remember so it could have been brought up I just don't know at this point I don't know you know I don't think that if uh if anybody was trying to me to believe that Jesus was white in order to keep me from my journey, that they would make, keep God black, so you know, because like that just defeats the purpose, God is still black. But I guess you know, if somebody wanted to get something out of that, and make you know, I, we need something too, you know, then keep Jesus white. But no, that was the real Jesus, so I know that just like that was a real God, just like Archangel Michael was there, and a couple other angels too. And they were white, too. But I think that's just how I saw them. Satan was black. But he was the black, like, tar black. Like, he was, like, demon black. He wasn't, like, a skin color. He was a demon. But, um... Other than that, though... I've learned so much since then. I have grown so I've drawn so nigh to God since then, and I've learned so much about myself, so much about my history and so much about God and after that, I just don't you know see Jesus white ever again, but I also still don't have anything against you know that that that's that's not to meant to offend anybody. I love my Jesus regardless of his skin and color. He's just black, and it matters because otherwise he wouldn't have made that such a driving factor in my faith. It does matter. And anybody who says he's not black or anybody who disagrees with that, you know, that's your right. But, you know, just because you say he's not just, you know, I don't know why you say that. That does not make it true. And that makes me question how well you know him. Because why would God be black, but Jesus Jesus is not? People would say, well, Mary might have not been black, but what you need to understand is Jesus looked just like God. And he's been depicted as black in many different sculptures and pictures, especially by the early Romans who actually crucified him.